Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 39th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Uh, we missed another guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We, we booked and got canceled on. So it's going to be yours truly, Katie M. Kane, for the next 30 minutes. Won't that be awesome? Um, not much is new in my world going to be heading for the northwest in a couple of months so i'm excited about that uh, most of our content when it's me solo and i'm not interviewing someone usually comes from places like normal the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws um, if you guys haven't heard of those guys check out their website norml.org um, Okay, so the first thing I have to talk about this is from Normal's website. It says South Dakota Adult Use Marijuana Initiative certified for the 2020 ballot. It says the proposal is the second marijuana specific initiative to be approved by the Secretary of State's office. Last month, officials similarly, similarly certified Measure 26, which legalizes patients' access to medical cannabis for the November ballot. Um, this is a quote from Matthew Schweik, Deputy Director of the Marijuana Policy Project. He says South Dakota will become the first state in many in American history to vote on both medical marijuana and adult use legalization initiatives in the same ballot. So it sounds like they have a medical, medical marijuana initiative and a rec initiative so um usually when things like this happen it's an attempt from the people in positions of power who can get those licenses to split the vote so that they can you know keep keep operating as is that's a tactic that they're also using in arizona it's already medical here but uh the first initiative to make it on the ballot, they got enough signatures to get it on the ballot for rec. And the way that one is written is so that you can grow six plants of your own. And I think that is the best way that you could write such a law for adult use. Uh, making people go to the store is stupid. You should have to, you, you should be able to go to the store and grow it yourself. So uh, in Arizona, after the, they got that on the ballot, the people in charge started campaigning to, to write their their own rec initiative initiative so uh the one that they're trying to write has no home cultivation in it you know what i mean and so their their attempt is to get that on the ballot to confuse people and split the vote so that it doesn't pass which i think is stupid because you know it's like you'll make more money going wreck anyway it's not like they're going to give out more licenses like you can't get a medical marijuana dispensary license in az right now they're pretty much not handing out anymore so the people who have those now will be golden once it goes wreck so i don't understand the trying to split the vote it just doesn't make sense to me um and in this state also the attorney general has urged the state legislature to pass rec weed on their own instead of waiting for the people to do it on the ballot in November. So I think that 
that's very cool of him and very honest. And it is. It's like politicians quit dragging your fucking feet. You know, that shit is coming no matter what. Do you guys want to fucking say that you helped or that you drug your fucking feet the whole time? So that's my take on that, folks. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm saying the same shit over and over again, but I, I guess uh, repetition is a good way to get your message out there. All right. Whoa. Did you do that, Mitchell? Okay. We got some some news from Mitchell here. All right, man. This is also from uh, normal.org. Um, Inuyama, Japan. The daily administration of CBD reduces symptoms of social anxiety disorder in teens, according to clin clinical trial data published in the journal Frontiers in Psychology. The author concluded, in all the results of the current study, in all the results of the current study provide evidence for anxiolytic effects. Anxio? Anxio? A-N-X-I-O-L-Y-T-I-C. God damn, that's a tough word, Mitchell. That's spelling B shit right there, bro. I'm going to say anxiolytic. So it has, probably has to do with anxiousness, right? But you probably say it like a Z. Anxiolytical effects of repeated CBD administration in teenagers with SAD. The results indicate that CBD could be a useful option to treat social anxiety. I agree. Uh, people are like, why are you buying that CBD weed? I'm like, because I like this one-to-one -one shit for the daytime, man. Like, if I, if I got to, like, seriously, for a job interview, sometimes I'd be nervous as shit. You know what I mean? If I, I smoke that one-to-one, -one, I'm not completely blasted. I'm cool and I'm calm and I can talk to people and I don't. I don't feel anxious at all. So that's dope. Also, man, Mitchell, can you look up uh, Thailand? I, I, I fucking saw an article online that said Thailand is, I think, going medical at least. Um, I said there was a photo of their like prime minister or their president or something. Uh, and he was smoking a vape pen at the press conference and everybody had little stuffed weed leaves. All the staff was like holding up little stuffed weed leaves, little stuffed animals and really, really strange scene, man. Cause, uh, in that country fucking get executed for having weed basically. <laughs> there we go, Mitchell. There we go. And also in the article that you sent before, I think it's dope that, uh, Japan, did that study with with teenagers you know it's like look uh you know I, i'm sure that the parents too are just like okay like yeah we'll, we'll let him try that medication instead of these pills you're prescribing us so i i think that's dope man very cool shit okay so this one this is from uh bloomberg.com this Thailand says it's seeking to freely allow medical marijuana. All right, Mitchell. Became the Thailand last year became the first Southeast Asian nation to allow medical marijuana. And man, that's a, a big step forward. It says we are in the process of changing laws to freely allow the medical use of marijuana. He said we have high confidence that marijuana will be among the major agricultural products for Thai households. We're speeding up the law changes, but there is a process to it. 
we need more research and study before we we legalize the recreational use of marijuana he said so like i think that's dope man that's a leadership from you know from that drug war era actually you know taking an educated approach to changing these laws and not just fighting it blindly you know so it's it's cool that they're doing that man i, I hope that they can have wreck there soon too because uh one of my jackson man he went to thailand i think it was a few years ago but i remember him posting pics where he's like kicking it with tigers and shit like sitting there petting them like right and i'm like dude you're crazy you know what i mean like he's standing right next to it and shit but i guess i guess that's like a a thing you can do out there you know like that's cool and we got a we got another article here from mitchell man shout out to mitchell in production too man you hooked me up with cool shit to talk about when i don't have a guest or my co-host um san diego california this is also from normal the topical administration of CBD oil is associated with reduced pain in patients with peripheral neuropathy, according to a clinical trial, according to clinical trial data published in the journal Current Pharmaceutical Biotechnology. Authors reported there was statistically significant reduction in intense pain, sharp pain, cold and itchy sensations in the CBD group when compared to the placebo group. No adverse events were reported in this study. They concluded, our findings demonstrate that the transdermal application of CBD oil can achieve significant improvement in pain and other disturbing sensations in patients with peripheral neuropathy. The treatment product was well tolerated and may provide a more effective alternative compared to other current therapies in the treatment of peripheral neuropathy. And that is dope, Mitchell. Um, it's it's cool that uh they're doing because like they need to do it with thc too um like there was products in portland the one that i liked the most was pain in the neck bomb shout out to leslie i hope she's still out there selling that shit because it was good but uh certain companies would have a topical product that's like a lotion or a balm and they would have a cbd one and a thc one and the CBD one worked, but the THC one worked better, dude. And so after a while, they started doing one-to-ones. And I think those work the best, like having both. Uh, but it's CBD on its own is still a good thing. I think it helps you out a lot. Um, just We have cannabinoid receptors in our body, man. So I, I think putting that compound inside of us kind of makes sense more than eating chemicals from pills and shit like that. I'm no doctor, you know, but uh, if I can't pronounce the fucking chemical, I don't really want to put it in my body. You know what I mean? That shit's not cool. Um, And growing a plant and making a mixture or substance out of that sounds a lot safer than whatever they're doing in those fucking labs to make those pills, dude. Um, yeah, I wonder how it works for diabetes too. Like, there's got it. Yeah, dude, that's the thing, Mitchell, is we got to have more clinical studies like that. Um, every now and then I get an email about, you know, studies that are happening, but I think most of them are in Arizona and California. 
because that's where they're allowing the research in Oregon. They allowed for a research rec license. So if you had a study that you wanted to do, you could purchase that license for five racks and then just submit what your study was going to be. And you were able to administer whatever, you know, uh, cannabis to your patients. I think that's how it worked, but I don't, I don't think anybody bought that license, dude, except, uh, Phylos Bioscience. I think they were the only one and everybody knows how that turned out. You know what I mean? Nobody really, I always see their name too. When I'm looking for weed jobs on Indeed, they're always advertising that they're hiring someone. So it must be tough to fill the position there. Folks don't want to stand close to that. You know what I mean? That's cool. I wouldn't either. Okay. This is from nj.com. This is published on January 8th, 2020. The Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office charged 24 people in connection to the drug ring, which used legitimate store-bought candies such as Sour Patch Kids and Nerd Ropes to create edibles wrapped in vibrant packaging that officials say could have attracted teenagers and children. Authorities seized about 21,000 pieces of candy 1,100 pounds of marijuana, and over 6,000 flavored vape cartridges containing THC or tetrahydrocannabinol, all with an estimated street value of nearly $2 million. Prosecutor Christopher, Christopher Gramiccioni said of the year-long investigation, he said investigators made arrests in six New Jersey counties and the ring operated on both coasts of the United States. The counterfeit candy looks nearly identical to candy bought at convenience stores and contains an unknown amount of THC, Gramiccioni said, while holding up a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Among the edible seeds were 1,200 THC-infused Sour Patch watermelon candy packages labeled Stoner Patch Edibles and more than 3,100 THC-infused Nerd Ropes packaged in bright pink, yellow, and blue wrappers. God damn. Yeah, that's a... I mean, fuck, I wish they had a picture. You know what I mean? 11 pack, 1,100 packs, that's a lot of fucking weed, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you fill up a garage with boxes and shit. And then all the candy, too. When I read that, that little blurb there, it reminds me of fools on IG. Like, they follow you. And then... It's like, oh, nothing for sale on IG, but they have their WhatsApp number and this and that. And they're basically posting pictures of all that shit that we just talked about in that blurb. Like they got boxes of, of with packs in them and, and boxes with carts in them and edible. And it's like basically implied through the photographs that we are shipping these out. And if you wish to purchase some, you can, which... uh doesn't really sit well with me, man. You shouldn't be advertising that shit on social media. It's a good way to ask to get caught. And when people like that send me messages like, hey, do you want to grab any packs? I got them for this. I automatically assume it's cops trying to entrap me. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I've never met you in my life. I don't understand why you sent me this message. Like, you don't even know me. Like, you know, like you just looked at my pictures and thought, Ah, oh, that guy will buy a couple packs, man. Let's hit him up. Like, fuck you, dude. I'm, you know, I'm uh operating with I'm operating within uh all medical marijuana laws in the state that I currently live. I'm not doing anything illegal, man. 
not none of that shit. So um, they got the picks right here, Mitchell. Operation on the ropes. That's what they called it. Damn. Stony patch. Damn. So they must have just uh made oil and then just sprayed the oil on the candy and repackaged it or something. It must have been their thing. There was a guy when I worked at uh Human Collective, that's that's what his hustle was. He would get like the lemon drops or whatever candy was popular and he'd he'd spray them with oil. I could never figure out what the dosage was on that shit, but it was always pretty solid. I don't think he used the cleanest oil, but it was pretty consistent every time. It was the same. And that's, uh, I mean, those guys who got busted out there in New Jersey, too, that's a big L, man. Two million dollars. Like, that sucks. I hope that uh, everybody can stay quiet and just sit their time. You know what I mean? Because it must not be medical or recreational in New Jersey yet. Because that's, uh, that's a pretty high street value. It was 1100 I mean, I don't know what the candy goes for either. It could be different out there. But that's that's wild. That's hella wild. And that's a big-ass bust for them, too. And, like, that's the thing now, too, is if guys are doing that online... Oh, fuck. Like, 5 can track your location. They can, t- you know, they can tap into your microphone, your camera, like, everything, dude. So whatever device uploaded that shit to your social media is not safe in my terms if you're doing illegal shit it's kind of strange man it's like telling on yourself asking to get caught and shit which is something i just don't do man it's fucking crazy and kids got balls these days i guess mitchell god damn they do god damn they do uh Okay. okay, this one is from mjbizdaily.com, uh, published on January 8, 2020. It says, Weed Maps drops thousands of unlicensed cannabis ads, but some illegal shops remain. Sacramento-based consultant Jackie McGowan's tally on December 31st, there were 5,610 5, listings on weed maps in California for various marijuana retailers. By January 3rd, that number had dropped to 2,920. Holy shit, dude. That's like half, right? It's like half? They cut them in half? So it's like uh, people were just hitting them up through the internet and then purchasing advertisements to come to my store even though they didn't have a license? Is that what that means? Some illegal shops remain. That's crazy. I uh, I think I read another article too. Maybe that was last week or the week before. They said that uh, Washington was taking locations off of the websites of where the stores are at. Yeah, that was last week, right, or the week before. Like that's crazy. Because um, because people were targeting for for theft. Yeah. But so I guess Weed Maps is kicking them off, which is cool. Um, Leafly must not be as big down there. 
it was weird. Like Oregon had a stranglehold or Leafly had a stranglehold on, on Oregon for a few years. And then weed maps is out there now. But, uh, I notice a lot of shops down here just have their own website that they post their menu. It says some shops in Cali are simply renaming. So like they just changed the name and upload it again. That's crazy. Yeah. There's lots of workarounds, dude. Like just because the law is written, doesn't mean it's getting enforced, you know, and there's not enough, you know, like resources for police to, to do everything. And honestly, it's like, fuck, you could be fucking with someone else other than an illegal weed store. That's all, you know, like that's, that's not important to me. You could be finding a fucking pedophile ring or fucking process those rape kits in their fucking backlog or some shit like that. I feel like that's important. But I'm I'm not a cop either, so I don't know what their fucking workflow is like, man. All I all I see them is drive around and fuck with people, so <laughs> maybe maybe it goes deeper than that, but that's that's my assessment. I uh I want to get more friends in Oklahoma too, Mitchell. Like, there's a couple of people that are my friends on Facebook from there, but only one of them really smokes weed, and they be posting a lot of cool photos. It's like starting to heat up Wild West out there for the medical shit. People are growing and shops are opening, and uh, I don't even think they have lab testing set up yet, but it's going to be set up this year. Okay. This is also from mjbizdailygot.com, published on January 7, 2020. The volume of beer sold in Canada declined 3% in the first 11 months of 2019 compared to the same period in 2018, according to new data from provincial alcohol boards and brewers. According to Beer Canada, 19.57 million hectoliters of domestic and imported beer was sold in Canada in 2019 through November down from 20.18 million hectoliters over the same time period a year earlier. Prompted by both the fear of cannibalization and enticement of new revenue streams, some alcohol companies made an early push into legal cannabis. The biggest was global liquor company Constellation Brands' multi-billion dollar investment in canopy growth in 2018. Yo! I remember we talked about an article with Canopy Growth, too, on how they had a shit ton of surplus weed. Remember that? That was like a few weeks ago. It was like talking about 80% of the, the weed in Cali being illegally sold, not through rec markets. And then how this, this Canopy Growth company just grew a shit ton of weed and can't really sell it throughout Canada. But this article is dope because it, uh, it's like an actual tick that you can see in the data where people drank less beer once weed became legal. And I think that's awesome, you know, because alcohol isn't good. I'm on my fifth day not boozing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting a little streak going because I feel like it's just not healthy for me. I'd rather just smoke cannabis and drink water. There's no adverse health effect with, uh, with alcohol consumption. 
uh, even if I don't get fucked up, my, my plumbing is still messed up the next day. You know what I mean? My digestive system doesn't work properly because I've poisoned it with alcohol. And so uh, maybe everybody doesn't make that same assessment of themselves, but that's that's how I looked at myself. So I made some changes and it looks like the people in Canada are doing the same thing, which is cool, man. And, and then I also think it's cool that uh, a an alcohol company or, or a beer company saw this coming and didn't just try and shit on it and make it stop. You know what I mean? They're like, man, we need to get into that business too. You know, cause they saw this, this downtick coming in the data. So they're like, man, we got to make up for it by investing in some weed because people are going to spend more money on that once they have the option to. So shout out to the guys at, uh, at constellation, brands you know like that's uh that's very cool of them to you know play play in both games you know what i mean because i mean i don't know how it is in canada but you you can't you can't drink and smoke in the same place i don't think in any states down here legally which is dumb but uh maybe in canada you can but even if you can't it's cool that they're taking part in both businesses that uh that's a way to survive and keep making money man and i'm sure they make a shit ton of money if they you know if it's publicly traded company that's got to be a lot and if the data is in the millions of hectoliters that's that's a lot man how much is a hectoliter mitchell i don't need it man like a hectare isn't that like a like a farming square area term hectare or something like that Dope, super dope. Damn. Okay, we got we got one more. This is from MJBizDaily.com, published January 7, 2020. Illinois cannabis shops have had approximately a week to sell recreational marijuana since the state began allowing it January 1st, and demand has proven so extreme that despite enjoying about 11 million in early sales, some re retailers have cut off adult use customers temporarily in order to conserve inventory. God damn. So they're on, it's like, no, you gotta have a medical card, man. These, these cookies are for, are for the sick people and not for you party fuckers. You know what I mean? That, that, that's cool. That makes me wanna move to Illinois now, Mitchell. Go fucking grow some weed out there. Illinois, Chicago. That that was the one where they only had like uh, it was like thirty stores or something like that. They, they were like the the pie was fucking huge and it was only a few stores getting it. So that's that's dope. It's cool that uh, I mean, I think that probably within a year it'll probably be a surplus though. You know what I mean? Because that. If I had the loot and means, I would go out there right now and start making it fucking happen. Okay. So 20 million hectoliters is 2 billion liters. Fuck. So a hect is like a thousand? Thousand liters or something like that? Okay. Fuck, that's a lot. That's a lot of beer, Mitchell. Whole lot of beer. It makes me think of that movie Strange Brew, too, man. Those fools are always drinking beer, calling each other hosers. 5,228 5, million 
819,614 gallons. Damn. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot. And then, and then it moved down to 19. So that's cool, man. Four, four million, four billion, two hundred thirty million, five hundred fifty-six thousand nine hundred fifteen pints. Damn, that's a lot. Thanks, thanks for calculating that math for us, Mitchell. That shit counts. <laughs> for real, that's a lot of beer. And it's it's cool that people are making the healthy choice to. Uh, consume cannabis too um working at a shop in portland kings of canada there were many many uh couples married couples who would come in you know not knowing anything about what they wanted to purchase but that's what they would say is we usually do the the wine thing on a friday night and we're just trying to get away from that and try and do the the cannabis thing and try something different i'm like hell yeah folks Healthy choices, man. You're going to live longer because of this shit. Trust me. Uh, We've got one more. MJBizDaily.com published on January 3rd, 2020. As of January 1st, Oregon made official the ability for the state's Liquor Control Commission, which regulates the licensed marijuana market, to deny cannabis production licenses based on supply and demand. Ooh. That's a good one, Mitchell. I fucking, that one slipped by me. I'm from Oregon, too. That's dope you found that, because uh, the supply, I keep hearing mix. Everybody's like, no, nah, I evened out. I'm like, okay, so six years of surplus weed just disappeared or it turned into distillate. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense to me at all. So uh, that's, I mean, it's cool that they're doing that, because at first they, it didn't matter as long as you, as long as your shit was zoned properly and you had all the cameras and everything was compliant and you paid the money for the license, you fucking got it. You know what I mean? So they, they gave out a shit ton of licenses and then the supply just fucking ballooned. Huge surplus for the past three years. Now it looks like, it doesn't say that they're not going to give out any more licenses, but I, I doubt that they will, man. Unless people start quitting. You know, if folks don't renew their license the next year and they have, you know, considerably less, then then maybe they'll give out more. But I I bet they won't, man. Because those guys have all the data, too. You know, like one shop. You don't have access to that shit, dude. You have access to your own data and that's it. But all of those shops are linked up to the state and that state can look at all that stuff from the point of sale system. And, dude, I want to look at that. I want to see them publish some articles about that with some pie charts and shit. You know what I mean? So we can look at that because all of the the articles that I read, they're, they're real ballpark figures. And that's cool. But I, I want to look deeper, you know, trying to try and find some different things and, and talking points and um ask questions i wish we could get one of those guys on the show man like i called them and they were like fuck whatever kid we ain't coming on your podcast we don't give a shit about that same thing in in arizona too i called the fucking media guy for azdhs for the medical marijuana program he was like fuck off i'm not doing that so doors doors get slammed in your face sometimes when you're trying to make moves ladies we stay ambitious and stay moving forward so 
we can't really complain too much. We just got to keep on pushing. Um, that puts us right at 30 minutes, boys. You guys feel all right with that, man? Do you guys want to keep going? I, uh, I feel like I should um, pump up next week's guest. Praying he shows up. I, I emailed him the flyer. Name is Hash Brixen, aka Hashman. I believe he's out there in Maine, Massachusetts area. He's a cannabis breeder and solventless extractor. Um, I know we've had guys like that on the show before, but this guy's from a different coast. And when I looked at the list on his menu, uh, looked like some really strange crosses and names. And it seems like a lot of them were geared towards hash production, which. I think it's dope, man. I'm trying to get into that shit when I move back home, y'all. Uh, uh, just use water. Just ice and water, man. No butane. No no, no burnt hair or fucking skin, you know? Like, be okay. Nobody's going to blow up. I think that's dope. Um, hopefully, we can get him to do a, a, a practice call on Wednesday. And uh, if not... I told him to tune in early and, and catch a nap because it's probably going to be later over there when we broadcast. So, um, Also, I forgot one thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a friend named Lil Willie Animal. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram um, at Lil Willie Animal, L-I-L-W-I-L-L-I-E-A-N-I-M-A-L. Or you can check out the bakery recording on Facebook. Uh, he's got a recording studio called the bakery down here in Phoenix. It's out there on 15th and Indian school, 15th Ave. And on Sunday, I purchased this little smoke box from a man, Willie animal. So this is a uh, $18. It's a nice little kit. And when you open it up inside the kit, you got a link to some music so you can just scan this qr code with your phone and you can go and check out uh what the music that he's got from his projects right there so you got some jams to, to check out when you're smoking some weed uh, we got some bakery bakery studio recording paper uh, rolling papers which is dope so you could roll a joint um he's also got uh some hemp wick and a little glass jar with a, a cork you could put a, a pre-roll or something in there, roll into a concert, or you could go rafting, right? Some people like to go down the river and shit, and you don't want your weed to get wet. You could put a couple pre-rolls in that motherfucker right there, and they'll be safe until you, until you want to pull them out and fire them up. There's also a lighter, a bakery recording studio lighter. Got a little plastic uh, wax container. You put your, put your dabs in there. There's also a silicone wax container. Put your dabs in there. And then we got a little glass tip, man. So instead of using those paper crutches, you can use a glass one and just clean it off and reuse it, which I think is pretty dope. And then we got uh, one promotional rubber band bracelet. So that is the Smoke Box by Willie Animal and the Bakery Recording Studio. I want to make sure and give a shout out to my guy. Uh, you guys can check him out online. Hit, hit him up. He's, he's trying to increase the sales, and I'm sure that these things will change over time, and maybe get a couple of different items in there. I put him on the catcher and all that stuff. I gave him a few. We'll see what he comes up with, man. Shout out to Willie Animal. He's a hustler. He's an entrepreneur, and he's my friend, man. So 
I dig supporting my friends and promoting the stuff that they have going on. Um, I think everybody should do that. And, and not just support by sh clicking share, but spending the dollars. You know what I mean? Like spend the loot, go and buy your homie shit, man. If he's doing music, spend 10 bucks on a CD. If he's doing music and he puts out a t-shirt or a hat, spend, spend the 20 bucks on the t-shirt or the hat. You know what I mean? Like that's help him out. I, I think that everybody should do that. Um, so I try to do the same thing. And that is 37 minutes. I, I'm pretty sure that's good. Are you guys good with that production? All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap the show. I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 39th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. I just... uh. Went over some cannabis news with you guys tonight. Nothing special. Next week, we got Hashman. So please tune in next Sunday at 8 p.m. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.